All right, guys, we're back for the second part of episode 58 of the Touch Em Up podcast. And what we're going to be doing on this episode is me giving you my fantasy booking, so to speak, for the WWE Royal Rumble 2020. And now on this episode, it's a little bit different from what we normally do. I have done fantasy booking in the past uh, with the with the King of the Ring tournament. So if you haven't watched that episode, go back. It was an early episode. I want to say it was like somewhere in the 30s of the podcast and we're almost to episode 60, but I broke down the entire tournament who I would have win in each round and who was in the finals. Obviously it didn't play out. You know, it was kind of close to what I said, but it really didn't play out with who I ended up having win. But yeah, I figured this would be fun to do and it's a little while until the Royal rumble. So I figured why not, man? I mean, I heard us, I read a story today that said uh, Velveteen Dream was favored to win the Royal Rumble. And I got really excited because I was like, you know what? That would be a cool-ass winner for the Royal Rumble. I think Velveteen Dream versus The Fiend or Velveteen Dream versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, hate me for saying that. But I think that him winning the Rumble would be a perfect fit. And it would be a huge surprise. I don't think a lot of people would, would predict him to win. But anyway... This is going to be real fun, guys. It's going to be a long episode. This part actually might be two parts in and of itself. So let's get started because we have a lot to cover. And I break down the entrances, the eliminations, and then everything else in the match. But let's start with the normal cards. So before the Royal Rumble match, here's what I have booked. For the Raw Women's Championship, I have Asuka challenging Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I just think that they're going to go in the way of Asuka versus Becky. I think that's probably, that just seems to be what we're leading towards, what we're leaning towards, especially with this TLC match with Kyrie and Asuka versus Charlotte and Becky. I think that this is probably where they're going to end up going. So I have Asuka becoming the new Raw Women's Champion here, and then maybe facing Kyrie Sane at WrestleMania 36. I've said it a few times. I said it on the first part of this episode. I think Asuka versus Kyrie for the title is a perfect opportunity for the women's division to really be showcased and not focus on, you know, the top four horsewomen in the company. And this would just be a good match. And you have Asuka go over here and capture the title. Then for the SmackDown Women's Championship, I have Liv Morgan versus the champion Bailey. Now, I know they ran a vignette for Liv Morgan returning. I still think she might be intertwined with The Fiend. I think this is kind of a blanket over our eyes. But I'm going to go with Bailey to retain the championship here. I don't know what they're going to do with Bailey. to be honest. She hasn't interested me as a heel either, and she didn't interest me as a face. She, I had a little bit of interest in her in NXT, but you know she just doesn't do it for me. But I think Bailey would retain the championship here. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, I have the champions, the New Day, versus the team, the team of Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable. I think this would be a perfect match. I think that Ali and Gable could be super successful as a tag team. I think they could also be successful as single stars, as you've seen in their career so far. And I definitely think that um, Ali versus Gable, Ali and Gable versus the New Day for the championships would be an amazing match. I think these guys would work perfect together. And I'm going to go with out on a limb here and say that Ali, Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships from the New Day at the Royal Rumble. And then at WrestleMania, if, if they're still the champions by then, you could do maybe Ali and Chad Gable versus the Revival. You could do Ali and Gable versus... Uh, 
maybe Brizongo if they come back from NXT, but I think they're going to be down there for a little while. For the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, uh, I have Leo Rush as the champion here versus Angel Garza versus Oni Lorcan. And to be honest, I picked Angel Garza to go over here, but Angel Garza is actually the Cruiserweight Champion. I could see it still playing out to be Oni Lorcan versus Angel Garza versus Leo Rush, but maybe Angel Garza would obviously go into that match as the champion. And I'm still going to go with my pick of Angel Garza to win here. I just think that he's so good for that Cruiserweight Championship. I think Leo Rush is amazing as well. I know he's gotten a lot of shit over the years for the no-sells that he's done and the trash that he's talked on uh, multiple platforms about certain superstars. We won't name names, and I honestly don't even remember who he talked trash about. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Angel Garza here. For the Intercontinental Championship, I have a match that I think you guys are going to love, and I think it would play perfectly into the current storyline right here, and it is the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura defending the championship against his now current manager, Sami Zayn. I think that Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship would be absolutely amazing to, to showcase at the Royal Rumble. A lot of the you know, hardcore fans come to the show, come to shows like the Royal Rumble and everybody seems to tune in. Obviously Nakamura and Zayn had an amazing match at NXT takeover. I believe it was takeover Brooklyn. And I think they would just create more magic here. I don't think it would be on the same level, but for the intercontinental championship, Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn is the correct way to go. And I think you could even build that feud and have it carry on into WrestleMania. If they wanted to hold it off, you could do Nakamura versus Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. But I'm going to go with them doing it at the Royal Rumble, and Shinsuke Nakamura would retain his Intercontinental Championship. The next match I have is the Architects of Pain, as I like to call it. Seth Rollins and Aikman Razor of the Authors of Pain versus Kevin Owens and the current Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders. I think this is a perfect match. I think this is what we're building up to, and I definitely think this has at least a 90% chance of happening at the Royal Rumble. And you know what? I'm going to go with our, obviously I'd go with Rollins and Authors of Pain to win here. I think that this match would be fantastic from bell to bell. I want to see what they're going to do with Ross, Seth Rollins and the Authors of Pain. I think there's so much potential in a team like that as I covered on the first part. But yeah, I think Architects of Pain would definitely have to get the win here. And I hope we get this match because there's a lot you can do and it would be amazing. I think it would just be great from bell to bell. For the United States Championship, I have the champion Rey Mysterio defending the title in a triple threat match against Humberto Carrillo and Andrade Cien Almas. I think that these three in a triple threat match for the United States Championship would be absolutely perfect. I think it fits into the current storyline. You could definitely do Carrillo, Almas, and Mysterio at Royal Rumble. I think it would be absolutely amazing high-flying action, bell-to-bell, just balls-to-the-wall, 100% go. And uh, I would go with Andrade C and Almas to become the new United States champion here. I think Andrade versus Mysterio at a WrestleMania for the championship with Almas as the champion. And I think just Andrade as the United States champion is the correct way to go about things. I think you have to build him back up to what he was when he left NXT. He has so much potential to be a main event superstar and a world champion. I didn't believe it at first, and I don't think I wanted to believe it because I wasn't that big of a fan. But once he had that absolute unbelievable match against Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver Philadelphia for the NXT Championship. I was a believer in Almas, and I think you could do wonders, and he could do wonders for the company. So I'm going to go with Andrade Cien Almas to become the new U.S. Championship, 
or the new U.S. champion. I'm sorry. For the WWE Championship, I have a match that I don't think anybody would predict to happen. It's very unlikely to happen, but I think it'd be a fun match. Considering he faced Finn Balor at last year's Royal Rumble, I think we do the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar defending against the one and only, the King of Flight, Ricochet. I think that Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar for the universe for the WWE Championship would be a fantastic match. I think the mixture of high flying and the selling of Ricochet and just the balls to the wall, brutal style of Brock Lesnar would mix like freaking water, would mix like water and sugar. I think it would mix perfectly, and that didn't really make much sense, but I think it would just mix perfectly together like Arnold Palmer iced tea. And I would love to see the match. I hope we get it. It's very unlikely because I don't think Ricochet is being built up to be towards the main event. And I don't know if they would be able to pull that off from now until WrestleMania or until the Royal Rumble unless they do some type of tournament to determine Lesnar's next challenger, which I could see, to be honest. But yeah, I'd go with Lesnar to retain the championship here. But I think that a Lesnar and Ricochet match would make Ricochet look like a star. And I definitely think he could make Lesnar look good. Now, for the Universal Championship, I have The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, with Daniel Bryan versus Braun Strowman. Now, to be honest, I kind of want to change this, but I feel like Strowman versus Wyatt is going to happen at some point, and it, there's really no build to it right now, but I think if you start now and you build it to the Royal Rumble, you could get it. I could see it happening at a later show, maybe the February pay-per-view or March pay-per-view before WrestleMania. But I feel like there's a lot of story behind this. And if it's not The Fiend versus Strowman, I think it's going to be The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And then um, Bryan would align with The Fiend and, you know, destroy, beat the crap out of Miz. And The Fiend would retain the championship. But what I have booked here is what I'm going to go with. So The Fiend, Bray Wyatt with Daniel Bryan versus Braun Strowman. And I would say have The Fiend go over here. The Fiend ain't losing the championship anytime soon. I don't see him losing it at WrestleMania either. I think he retains the championship there and just keeps going with it. But yeah, that's what I would do. I would have the Fiend versus Strowman and have the Fiend retain the championship. Now for the Women's Royal Rumble winner, I did not book the Women's Royal Rumble match with entrance and stuff like that. I just didn't think, you know, we had enough time to do that for both the men's and the women's match. And Honestly, my pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble is Kyrie Sane. I think that the obvious pick is Ronda Rousey. That's probably what's going to happen. But I think the, the smart decision, as I said earlier, have Kyrie Sane win the Rumble, have Asuka beat Becky Lynch for the, for the Raw Women's Championship. You could do it on the same card like I have booked here. So Asuka would defeat Becky Lynch and become the new Raw Women's Champion. Kyrie Sane would win the Royal Rumble, and you build up to Kyrie Sane versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. I think the story writes itself. I think it's a big match if you build it the right way. Former tag team partners, you know, and you build them up to challenge for the championship. And I think that would just be the right decision. Now let's get to the bread and butter, the meat and potatoes, the a la carte of the booking, the entire 2020 men's Royal Rumble match. Buckle yourselves in and get ready because we got to start this up right now. All right, so number one, I would have Elias enter. I think that he entered number one last year in the Royal Rumble, I'm pretty sure. I, I could be wrong. Or this year, actually, it would be this year, 2019. But I think you do the same thing. I have you. You have him enter number one. You have him do his little uh, concert or performance. 
And then out at number two, you have the returning freak, Lars Sullivan. I think that Sullivan coming in at number two against a guy like Elias would just kind of, you know, it would it would make Elias rethink himself. It would be it would con- continue the trend of Elias just getting the crap beat out of him. And I think Lars Sullivan would be the perfect one to come in at number two. So I got Lars Sullivan coming in and just decimating Elias. But Elias would roll out to the roll under the bottom rope to the outside of the ring. And uh, obviously, you know, he wouldn't be eliminated, but Lars would look good and just beat the crap out of him. At number three, I've got the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal. So here's how I would book it Jinder Mahal would run in, pick Elias up off the floor, throw him into the ring and then try to get in the face of Lars Sullivan, and Lars would just toss him out right away. I mean, he got eliminated almost immediately last in last year's Royal Rumble. I think it's just more of the same here, and that's how I would book it. So I would have Sullivan decimate Elias, but he rolls out under the ring. Then Mahal picks him up, throws him back in the ring, tries to get in the face of Sullivan, and just gets tossed right out. Number four in the Royal Rumble match, I've got Bask in His Glory, Keith Lee. So Keith Lee would come in at number four, would be the first entrant for NXT in the match, and he would come into the ring and he would pounce Elias over the top rope. Immediately just come in, kind of what he did to Adam Cole on that episode of NXT, just hit him with the pounce and Elias would just fly out over the top rope and get eliminated. And then Lars and Keith Lee would have a stare down and and start brawling. At number five, I would have Cedric Alexander. I think he's obviously going to be in the Rumble match. I think get him in early. And uh, number six, I would have Rey Mysterio. He obviously competed on the card earlier, like how we booked it. But I think Rey Mysterio at number six is would be the right way to go. Number seven, I would say you have the returning Samoa Joe. He hasn't been out for too long, but I think you wait until the Royal Rumble and he enters pretty early in the match and maybe he could have like a decent showing. But I would say number seven, Samoa Joe. And here's how I would book the whole mix up of the people who I just covered. So Cedric and Mysterio would team up on Samoa Joe and try to break him down, but Joe would take both men out. Lars would look over at Joe and they would come to blows. You'd get a little bit of an exchange between Samoa Joe and Lars Sullivan. And Keith Lee would be on the other side of the ring and he would shoulder tackle both guys, just come in and uh, he would take Joe out. Joe would go down, Lars would stay up just to prove that he is a freak and he's not going to succumb to the strength of Keith Lee. Lee and Lars Sullivan would then lock up. Keith Lee would push Lars Sullivan up against the ropes. Joe would get up and try to go after Lee. Lee would get out of the way and then eliminate both Samoa Joe and Lars Sullivan at once. Just make Keith Lee look like that dominant force that who's going to be able to get him out. And you build that up and yeah, you have him eliminate Lars and Samoa Joe. I think that's the perfect way to make Keith Lee look like an instant dominant force. We already know he is, but in the Rumble, I think that would be the right way to book it. At number eight from NXT, we have the former cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush. At number nine, you have The Miz. And at number 10, you have Undisputed Era member, former, actually current NXT North American champion, Roderick Strong. I think Roderick Strong in the 2020 Royal Rumble match, he hasn't been in a Royal Rumble match yet. He was in the greatest Royal Rumble, but I'm not going to count that. So I think Roderick Strong deserves to have a a showing. He deserves a spot in the Royal Rumble, and I think that that would be the right way to go about it. So here's how I would book the next set of eliminations. 
Roderick immediately goes after Leo Rush as he comes into the ring and hits a huge running knee and takes it out, takes him out. You know Leo Rush is going to sell that like a million dollars, and I think that would just come in, boom, flying knee right out of the gate. Cedric Alexander would try to come after Strong and land a combination, but Strong would catch him as he runs at him and hit a backbreaker. Mysterio would come in off the top rope, and uh, Strong would catch him and land an end of heartache and take out Mysterio. Strong would just clean house right out of the gate, take everybody out, show that he's not messing around and he's here to not play any games. Strong and Miz would have a brief stare down, but Miz would sucker punch Strong and then hit the knee kick drop down DDT, take Strong out for a little bit. That would be the next exchange. Now we're going to get to more entrances. At number 11, you've got Mustafa Ali. At number 12, Rusev. At number 13, the returning revitalized Sheamus. And then at number 14, another superstar from NXT, a guy who I think could thrive and look amazing in the Royal Rumble match, the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. And here's how we would book this next set of eliminations. I hope you like how I laid this out. I figured get a few entrances and then book the match and the story as it keeps going. So right away, Damian Priest would immediately take out Sheamus with a big boot. Mysterio would come at him from the corner and try to use his quickness and get starched with a discus boot. Priest would then eliminate Rey Mysterio. Leo Rush would try to land an enziguri on Priest. We know use his quickness, try to take him off guard. But Priest would chop him right out of the air, pick him up, and throw him out. So immediately, he Damian Priest eliminates Rey Mysterio and Leo Rush. Mustafa Ali would come in, land a few combinations, strikes on Priest, and stun him. But as he runs against the ropes, Keith Lee would come back into the equation and take Ali out of the Royal Rumble match. Let's keep this going. The Miz would try to sneak up for a quick elimination on Damian Priest as he was stunned, but he would have none of it. He would clap Miz's head together. You know how he does that little clap to the side of your head and uh, choke slam him, take him out. Damian Priest is, is just a force to be reckoned with in this Royal Rumble match, and who's going to take him out? On the other side of the ring, Rusev and Sheamus would start brawling, and uh, Rusev would end up landing a Machka kick and eliminating Sheamus. I just don't think they have a lot planned for Sheamus, and I think he would just get taken out by Rusev. I expect Rusev to come out on top of this Bobby Lashley feud, and uh, yeah, I would have him take out Sheamus here. At number 15 in the Royal Rumble match, the person who competed against Brock Lesnar early on in the night, the one and only Ricochet. At number 16, the best-kept secret, Buddy Murphy. At number 17 in the Royal Rumble match, you've got Sami Zayn. And at number 18, you have the former WWE champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. And here's how we would book this next set of uh, eliminations. AJ Styles would immediately come into the ring and go after Damian Priest. Priest would go to throw, like, throw a kick at him as he comes in the ring and take him out right away. Um, AJ would immediately duck it, land a Pele kick, and then eliminate Damian Priest. But Priest had a good showing. He had a bunch of eliminations. He beat a bunch of people, so it would be a good showing for Damian Priest. Styles would one, run up to Ricochet and have a brief exchange, and then Strong would come in from out of nowhere and land a running knee on both AJ Styles and Ricochet, stunning them. But AJ Styles would bounce off the ropes and land a Pele kick on Roderick Strong after being dazed which would take out Strong for a little bit. 
Buddy Murphy would come in and take out AJ Styles with that bicycle switch knee he likes to land. And you know, Strong and Buddy Murphy probably have the best knees in the business alongside Aleister Black. And then he would hit AJ Styles with the Murphy's Law. This would make, uh, taking out Styles in the match would make him look good. And uh, it wouldn't do much to hurt Styles considering he's still in the match. Sami Zayn would then come after Buddy Murphy but get hit with a running knee and fall to the outside of the ring, but he would not be eliminated. Buddy Murphy stands tall in the exchange. At number 19 in the Royal Rumble match, you have the big dog, the man who a lot of people think is going to end up winning the 2020 Royal Rumble match, Roman Reigns. Um, Roman Reigns would come in and immediately go after Buddy Murphy and land a Superman punch and take him out. Miz would come back into the ring after being, you know, on the out on the outs for a little bit. You know, Miz always likes to try and play that game where he stays on the outside and or stays in a corner and then comes in and tries to bite his opportunity. And he would try to do this by eliminating Roman Reigns, but Roman would counter him and toss Miz right out of the ring. Now here's where the booking comes into play. Um, Miz is obviously pissed off. He gets eliminated. He's beside himself. You know, he can't figure anything out. And as he goes to get up and walk to the back, boom, Daniel Bryan comes out from the crowd and lands a running knee and drops Miz, takes him out immediately, just blindsides him from the side, knocks him out cold. Daniel Bryan stands there, just looks a little off, just kind of looks at the Miz a little bit, and he drops to his knees and uh, holds his arms out like a former Bray Wyatt would. And the lights go out. And Miz and Bryan are both gone. They disappeared. You took Miz out. He's already gone. What's going to happen with Daniel Bryan? You're going to find out in a little bit. Roman looks out to the floor and is completely dumbfounded. But Roderick Strong tries to take advantage of this, but gets hit with a spear for his troubles. Roman takes out Roderick Strong. Roman then goes after Keith Lee, but gets hit blindsided with a Machka kick by Rusev. Rusev and Keith Lee look at each other, but they don't brawl but they know that eventually their paths are going to cross. At number 20, you have the returning Jeff Hardy. He returns to a huge ovation. This would be great for the crowd. I think Jeff Hardy finally coming back in the Royal Rumble match would be perfect. Him in a Rumble is always good, and I would love to see Hardy come back. Obviously, he's got a bunch of personal issues he's got to take care of first, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Hardy in the Rumble match. Um, he goes right after Keith Lee and lands some good shots. Keith Lee tries to hit him with a clothesline. He ducks it, jumps up to the top rope, lands a whisper in the wind, and then Roman comes out from the corner and lands two Superman punches to Lee and a spear to finally take out the monster, Keith Lee. Roman and Jeff Hardy brawl for a little bit, but Roderick Strong's still in the match, and he comes back and uh, and tries to get involved. But hard Jeff Hardy lands a twist of fate on Roderick Strong and tosses out Roderick Strong. Strong had a great performance in the match. I would book him to have a really good performance. Roderick Strong is one of the best performers in the WWE, one of the best guys in NXT, and he deserves to have a good showing in the Royal Rumble. Now, at number 21, I've got the returning John Cena, but he does not return as the normal Cena. He returns as the doctor of thugonomics. Cena returns as a heel, word life blast. He gets a huge ovation. He's got the chain, the padlock, the jersey, and all and he comes into the ring. Hardy looks at Cena and is kind of dumbfounded by Cena coming out to this old school look and immediately gets eliminated by Ricochet. I think Ricochet and Hardy could have a feud down the line, but Ricochet ends up tossing out Jeff Hardy here. Um, Cena would then set his sights on AJ Styles, who, you know, obviously they've had some history, but not in this way. 
Cena and Styles would work together and end up eliminating Sami Zayn and Ricochet. Take out two guys you could have. That would shock the crowd. If Styles and Cena would work together as heels in the Rumble match, I think it would get a huge pop, and uh, I think it would be good for the crowd. At number 22, you have Bobby Lashley. Lashley comes in and immediately gets Machka kicked and eliminated by Rusev, but then Lashley comes back in, he's pissed off, and he tosses out Rusev. They're both eliminated. You could continue the storyline, build to a match at WrestleMania if they want to do it, um, but I don't know if that's what they would end up doing. At number 23, you have Aleister Black. He gets his grand entrance, the smoke, the mirrors, everything, and just looks great on his way out to the ring. He comes in and goes right after John Cena and AJ Styles. He lands a kick combination on Styles, then goes for Cena. Cena counters and almost hits an FU. Yeah, you read that, right? Not the attitude adjustment, the FU. But Black is able to counter it, reverse, and hit Cena with a black mass and immediately eliminate Cena upon coming into the ring. This would build up Aleister Black. If he's able to take out John Cena as his first elimination, perfectly way to, perfect way to book it. Black then goes for Buddy Murphy, and they have a great exchange. Just a back and forth, you know, kicks, knees, elbows, punches. Then Keith Lee comes after um, Aleister Black. But as he runs at him, he gets hit with a black mass and eliminated. Um, he gets hit with a black mass, and I'm going to say the black mass just takes him out. He gets hit, goes over the top rope. Um, cause he's knocked unconscious. It doesn't make Lee look weak and, uh, it would make black look like a million bucks. Lee would end up lasting the longest in the match at, I have it written here at about 32 minutes. He would be the MVP of the Royal rumble. Probably last a little bit longer cause the rumble MVPs usually last longer than that, but that's what we have written here. Reigns tries to go for a Superman punch on Black in this exchange and gets blasted with a roundhouse kick and then hit with a black mask. Black take out, takes out everyone and uh, looks good. But who's going to come in at number 24? Now listen, this ain't no make-believe. That's right, the returning John Morrison is number 24. He comes into the ring, has a brief exchange with Aleister Black where he gets the upper hand for a little bit and takes him out with a spinning neckbreaker. That's a move that Morrison used to use when he was Johnny Nitro back in ECW. Then Styles and Morrison go at it. The crowd's loving this. They have a little brief stare down. AJ Styles, John Morrison, first time interacting in WWE in the middle of the ring. Styles goes for the clash, but Morrison reverses it and lands a super kick, taking out Styles. Now Murphy and Morrison have a stare down. They're about to brawl, but they decide to wait for number 25 until they, before they brawl. The countdown starts. Number 25 is none other than the Blackheart, Tommaso Ciampa. He walks down to the ring slowly while Morrison and Murphy are waiting for him to get into the ring. Ciampa fakes like he's going to get into the ring and pulls back. Murphy charges at him, and as Murphy runs at him, Black comes up behind him and eliminates Buddy Murphy. Murphy's out of the ring, but he had a good showing in the Rumble match. Morrison tries to eliminate Aleister Black, but Black counters, throws Morrison over the top rope, but he doesn't go out. But Ciampa is still on the outside of the ring and blindsides Morrison, taking him out. The crowd obviously boos. They love John Morrison. He's not in for that long, but they got to do it, so they wait. Ciampa hits a DDT on Morrison on the outside of the ring and uh, takes him out of commission. Styles, Reigns, and Black all look at each other in the ring and have a three-way brawl. 
They're going at it. Styles, Roman Reigns, and Rick and uh, Alistair Black. People want to see it, and that's probably what would happen. I think that's a good way to uh, have all those three interact. At number 26, you have El Idolo, Andrade, Cien, Almas. A four-way ball brawl breaks out with Andrade and Champa, and then Styles and Black. Black goes for a black mask, but Styles ducks, then lands a strike combination. But out of nowhere, Almas lands that spinning back elbow on Styles. Then Champa tries to go for a fairy tale ending on Almas, but gets black masked and eliminated by Reigns out of nowhere. So Alistair hits the black mask. It it stuns, obviously knocks out Tommaso Champa, and then Roman Reigns comes in, tosses him out. And uh, you could build towards a Roman Reigns and Champa match. I think that'd be perfect for WrestleMania. Then Reigns almost gets hit with a knee strike from Black, but avoids it and hits Alistair Black with a spear. At number 27, you have Seth Rollins. Rollins comes, Rollins comes out and goes right after Roman Reigns. They have an exchange. Rollins ends up getting the better of it and lands a revolution knee strike on Reigns, a super kick on Styles, and a buckle bomb on Andrade Almas. Almas, however, bounces off the turnbuckle after that um, buckle bomb and lands a spinning back elbow. All men in the ring are down. Number 28 comes out. And that's where we're going to stop and continue on part three of episode 58. So stay tuned, guys. I hope you're enjoying it so far.